0: IT Guru, uh, Chris Coluccio, and his great company, TechWorks Consulting, maketechwork.com. Uh, I advise you to go to that website. It is a fantastic site, Six three one two eight five fifteen twenty seven, located around Cole Avenue in uh, Gran Concoma, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, TechWorks Consulting's own, uh, Chris Coluccio, and his usual monthly sponsor. How are you? How things go?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Jay. It's always uh, the highlight of my month when I get to talk to you, even if it is an hour earlier this month. Well,
0: you know, listen, uh, I just wanted to see if you're as sharp uh, as you are at 8.30 (laughs) in the 7.30 hour. I'm doing a little bit of a test run here for you. If you are, uh, we might have to do the old switcheroo, but we'll see. We'll see (laughs) see how We'll read you at a later date. So, interesting to note here that legislators are becoming a little angry. As far as what's going on, the inquiry, of course, uh, what's happening with Suffolk County and the, the systems shut down since, what, September the 8th, Chris? And, you know, they had the IT commissioner try to answer some questions. They were not satisfied yesterday. Um, you know, I, listen, I asked the question, even on the last budget, you have all these dollars in play, part of your budget to protect. Uh, these computers and everything else from doing what they did back on the 8th of September. Obviously, it did not suffice. So if that's the case, where did all those dollars go? I mean, really, that's the million-dollar question right now. And quite frankly, if I was a Suffolk County legislator, I'd be grilling this guy. And I'd be saying, you know what? You're not leaving. I need an answer here. Why aren't we protected here? You had dollars in play. What went awry is what I would want to know, Chris.
1: You know, well, I think, to be honest with you, I think it, a lot of it was just business as usual. You know, they just did what they were doing because that's what they kind of did. And, you know, they didn't I, – I don't know how it happened. I mean, there was definitely – you know, not that they couldn't have used more money and they couldn't have used, um, you know, some some better – some different people inside the, uh, the county – but there was definitely enough money there to at least have some of the right tools in place. Um, and, um, you know, certainly even the tools that they did put in place and, and spent money on, they didn't have set up correctly. So they did spend the money. They just didn't really, you know, it's just they just didn't really have a good plan. And I think that that's kind of what, what I'm looking at right now is we're, we're back into another mode where it's, Oh, we're going to react. And how are we going to react? We're going to react by spending more money. And then we're going to react by putting some certain people in. And then we're going to react by hiring, you know. But they don't necessarily react with a really good plan that they're willing to show us. And for me, everything about technology is planning the vision, what your goals and outcomes are, and how you're going to follow up on those goals and outcomes. And from everything I've read so far, which, you know, like I said, I mean, I guess we're still in the middle of this, which is, you know, as crazy as that sounds, um, somewhat true. Uh, I, I don't know that we're not going to have good money spent on top of bad money. You, you know what I'm saying? So um, for me, what I'm looking for from anybody who's doing IT providing, uh, whether it's for a business or, or for, for a municipality, is someone who's really putting out a long-term plan with some, um, you know, with some openness to it and really some transparency. And we don't have any transparency right now, and we saw that from what happened uh, at that meeting where, you know, they didn't have any numbers for us yet, and they didn't kind of like, oh, yeah, well, we're kind of halfway there. You know, like, what does that mean? I don't know, you know.
0: Listen, so that's not going to cut it anymore. I'm sorry. And I'd be, uh, I'd be a little ticked off myself. You know, I don't want to hear the fact that, uh, you know, next year you're going to hire all these new staffers, new security officer, you know, contract with outside personnel. You're going to you're going to have all this additional cyber security. You're going to invest in hardware and software as the county works so hard in its infrastructure following this attack. I don't want to hear that right now. I want to know what went awry here. You had money. You had money. This is the worst cyber attack in the history of Suffolk County. I want to know. Scott, yeah, Asselon, I, I want to know what happened. And you're not getting that. No, you get no. a keyword just now. Transparency. You get nothing from this guy. You get nothing from this administration. Yeah. And even if I you're mean, not on the legislature itself, if you are a resident of Suffolk County, I'd be ticked off, too. Because you yeah, want to know I mean, where those should, dollars are should, going.
1: We should ask for better. from And... and, and um, you know, I'm a big transparent of the... I'm a big proponent of that, you know, that truth dies in darkness. And unfortunately, right now, you know, when you're in the middle of this, they, they have all the reasons to not tell us. Even, you know, whether they're good reasons or bad reasons, they have all the reasons to not tell us what's going on. Um, I'm hoping, I know that, that you know, Legislative Picarello is is going to be putting a council together and maybe actually find what happened and where the money was spent I you know, he's, he's I, I know him, he's a good guy and I, I think he could get to the bottom of it. But I do think that, you know, we've, I mean, the amount of money and the amount of people and the type of contractors that we had in place, um, we should have been much, much better protected uh, from a cyber standpoint. And for, like I said, for me, I'm really looking for somebody because I think they're scapegoating. If you read the Newsday day article that I was in, um, they scapegoated. Oh well, this guy got a tip a couple of weeks earlier, or well, that tip means nothing. There was, you know, they get tips all the time. Um, I felt that they were scapegoating that 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 you know this, that someone didn't pay attention to a tip that they might. And you have to assume you're under attack all the time, and you have to have your systems up all the time. So one random tip that one random IT person missed um, is not something like it doesn't really make any doesn't make any difference because that shouldn't be. Uh, Shouldn't even be important you should be looking at it all the time and you should have systems in play to, to even if that tip was going on really be able to verify that uh, and I don't think those systems were set up correctly because some of them were there
0: all right you're not uh, getting the, you're not getting the numbers you know he, he's not providing any type of figures I know he was pressed uh, yesterday uh, you know you have an estimated cost if you're gonna have additional cybersecurity. I don't know what's it gonna cost three four five six hundred thousand will give me a number I at mean, Scott give day, me a freaking number, please. I mean, it, day, it's ridiculous. It I tell you one thing: this administration down. is despicable. It really is. They, they, they don't go about their business properly. They don't let anybody know what's going on ever. And the only time well, this county I, executive I, ever, ever, ever was forthright came to the cameras with something was during COVID. I mean,
1: that was, that was I it. Guess, you know, I, I guess the the good thing is, is that you know through our. System, he's not going to be there for much longer, and hopefully we can get better people uh, oh, in place gracious. that are more transparent. And I think that you know, like I said, from a, I, I look at this from a pure cybersecurity, pure IT, and how business should be done. And to be honest with you, you really need to have a, a good plan and transparency moving forward. And they should be able to say not that we're going to spend eight million dollars more money, which is what they said, but exactly, really, how that's going to be spent. What the timeline? What the plan is? I mean, that's what I—that's what it really is about. It's like you know, where where are you going to get the most bang for your buck? Hire a bunch of people. What are they going to do? Hire a bunch of outside contractors. Like, so somebody usually should be planning this and say, okay, within the next year we're going to be here, in two years we're going to be there, and that's where the money's going. You know? Uh, But you're not going to, you know, you don't see that. You just see in the same thing. You know, it's that. Well, we're going to spend eight million dollars, and we're going to hire somebody who's security or whatever. so uh, you know, uh, maybe they're doing this on all the back end. But either way, they you know, if they were doing it really well, I think they'd showcase it to us.
0: I, I just think it's disgraceful. It really is. I mean, you're going on sixty days very soon. Sixty, but this 60, is a pandemic election. they will be sixty days.
1: This is pandemic, and, and we did a we, we did a. um we did a presentation a couple of days ago uh, on this, on, you know, why these municipalities have such trouble transforming um, their IT departments, their cybersecurity, their digital trend, And this is pandemic across all of our um, different municipalities, the small townships, big companies like Suffolk County. They're all in the same boat, and a lot of them are. Have they have the same problems that they are dealing with? Where you know, the people that have just been promoted up and don't really have the right skill sets, um, these siloed organizations where one organization doesn't talk to another organization, they can't get their stuff together, and if one gets infected, it affects you know. So, there's a lot across all of our municipalities. We really should have some kind of a standard or plan. And the thing about the municipalities is that they're not really held to the same standards that a lot of businesses are. Um, you know, when you're going to get, uh, when, when you're de- dealing with cyber, they don't do the what's called a NIST standard or in the Department of Defense they have this thing called CMMC or in healthcare they have HIPAA. These, these municipalities, they don't really have to meet those standards and we should be asking them what standards are you going to meet or we should be saying we, we want our municipalities and we're willing to spend on municipalities that are going to meet these standards and that's where we're going to spend our money. Not that we're just going to hire another person who does another security but another person who's going to get us what would be NIST-compliant in our town, and that's what's really important. And it's, it's just pandemic across the island, uh, and probably more so other municipalities too, but just in Long Island because our, our stuff, people have been there for so long, and, and we have so many little fiefdoms. It's just it's, it's amazing from the IT world when we do get into some of these towns and we do look at what's going on, how they all have the same problem and their own. They all think that they're doing the right thing in some cases, or they're just spending a lot of money. And um, and the people at the top are maybe not aware. They don't know that they're not doing it correctly because, you know, they come and go out of office, and it's not their expertise.
0: You have a lack of transparency, okay? And nobody's giving you any answers like what we need here to figure out. You know, you can't help but think maybe something nefarious in nature went on here. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, besides this whole thing with Black can and everything else. You know, and you listen,
1: can't help I, but think. I, there, I, I, there are a lot of people, both internal to our current government and external to our government, who've had that conversation, who I've had that conversation with, um, that believe that, you know, if you're going to... That, that that Listen, it's very easy when you're doing this and you're down for this long to try to delete some data, to try to only put back the stuff that you need. So if you're not transparent, those... um theories will come out and, you know, and it's hard to defend them. It's hard to say that, no, 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 that's not what they're doing. And just, just, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt because they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt right now because they haven't proved trustworthy to begin with. So um, it's gotta be something we look at. You know, I hate to be that person, but it's well, relatively easy. If there's things out there, they certainly could, it certainly could be done to only do what's called a redactive recovery. And right.
0: Recover well, listen, stuff you I am uh I am not one for conspiracy theories, but I tell you, uh, this is getting insane. It really is. Uh, Chris Coluccio, TechWorks Consulting. He just did a seminar on White Towns. are having a hard time, right, with cyber and digital transformation. Uh, So, you know, you're right on top of this as always. So, you know, we'll see what happens here. Now, let's get into the tracking. You know, and you bring up an interesting question as far as what's tracking us. And I think a lot of people don't understand the nature of that, as far as you know, an application that you say will actually shock the folks out there. Talk to me.
1: Well, so so I've I've touted this uh, this you know web browser called DuckDuckGo, which is a privacy browser, and there's a couple other good ones out there, StartPage and other ones that I that we use. That um, you know they they track you they. they Instead of like Google, which basically is tracking you and selling ads and everything like that over and over and over again, and really building this massive database between all these different systems so that they have a persona on you, um, this other application called DuckDuckGo doesn't do that. Um, but what's actually neat is they put this new application out, and there's there's a couple of them out there that if you put it on your phone uh, and you turn on this app, it'll tell you which applications are sharing information with each other, right? So what you don't understand on your phone is that every one of these applications are sharing all of your data to these clearinghouses. So to, to, to give you an example, I just turned this app on, on under the DuckDuckGo app, and uh, within four days I've had 5,049 tracking attempts on my phone, and they and some of them are sharing with 95 different apps that are available. So, so they're all sharing this data together. And my problem with it is it's another transparency issue. We have no clue what they're doing with this data. And it's not just, it's not just, you know, what type of phone you're using, or it's actually, they're sharing data with apps and people that you would never know and don't understand and didn't actually, you know, sign to give your data away to, um, And their unique identifier. So they have a unique identifier. So it's just interesting to start to see. And I just, from my standpoint, I think a collective knowledge of just really understanding how much data they have on us, how much they're tracking us, and what that could possibly be used for in the future as, you know, we see tyrannies and things going on in our country, and people could use this information against us if they don't like um, something we say or something we do. And it's, it, that, to me, is that scary part, is because um, none of these people are good stewards with our data, and they don't really care about our privacy. And um, if they get paid enough money, they'll sell it to anybody who needs it, you know. So, um, you know, if you're interested in that, like I said, I always use the DuckDuckGo app just because I, I'm the type of person, I just want to give people as little information as possible, even though I know that it's all out there anyway. Um, but turning on this feature, this kind of app tracking VPN that they have, um, is a really, really eye-opener when you go through, like, weird things that you would never think would share information with each other.
0: Skip. It really is, you know. The word privacy, really, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, no matter where you are, what you're doing, it really doesn't.
1: Uh, I'm a big advocate uh, it's for
0: it's frightening. A big It really is Chris. for
1: switching the script on this. Like we should, we should really script. We should, at some point, hopefully, as people start to understand what's going on and and it comes to light, is we should really, we should really flip the script because what we're doing is we're telling all of these companies in order to use your. They're telling us in order to use their product, we have to give up all of our privacy. And, and that's valuable information to them. Right. So we should really be looking at saying it's our privacy, and if I want to give it to you, I should, really, I should know what that is. I should have some kind of privacy bill of rights. And in fact, you know, maybe I should get some benefit for it because it's my information that you're stealing from me all the time. You know what I'm saying, and in some of these cases, I'm paying for the product anyway, and I'm still stealing. You know, you you go into Walmart, and Walmart is tracking your phone as you go in there, uh, and they're you know, and you're buying products from them, and you're walking into their store, and you're being a patron, and you don't even know that they're stealing all this or stealing or taking. They know how you're walking around the store because you have neo communication on, and they're av- so it's from an advertising standpoint. Okay, sure, they're advertising to us, no big deal. But from all of the data that they're collecting and how it can be used against us, and why. We don't own that data about ourselves and can't see it, transparency again, and can't, if it's wrong, fix it, you know. Um, so something's got to go on there. There has to be a breaking point at some point.
0: No doubt. Uh, Chris Colucci, a couple of minutes uh, with Chris Remain, tech uh, TechWorks Consulting. You know, getting back to the IT stuff, folks are listening or businesses and whatnot. How do they go about choosing? Because, you know, they're seeing what's happening right now in Suffolk County. They don't want to be like that. Uh, How do they find the right provider IT-wise for for one's business? How would they kind of go? uh, What steps would they take? What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, you know, the the right IT provider is, you know, it's kind of a relative term depending on the size of your business and the organization. But, you know, it's, it's a very difficult game, I think, right now to tell the difference between a really good IT provider um, and you know um and maybe somebody who's just a startup or or some company that that you know isn't really taking good care of self. so one of the things that we see with um with IT providers with so when people are looking for IT providers is we tell them you know make sure that they have cyber insurance make sure that they're taking care of their networks uh, better um than they than, than they would take care of yours because we see a lot of IT providers that don't take care of their stuff well but then they go and, you know cuz so it's an interesting topic. Basically what we're always looking for is you got to look at the values of the of that IT person because you're going to give them everything, you know, they're going to have the keys to your castle, so they have to have you have to trust them, but you also have to verify them. And then well, any good IT provider that's going to come in is going to want to do some kind of an assessment on your business and then have some collaboration between the two of you to say, hey, are we the right fit for you? Are we the right company um, based off the industry? So it, it's a ch- it's a very challenging for choosing the right IT perver- uh, provider, but I really, it, to me, the most important thing is that, you know, your values, that the, that the company has good values, that, that they're going to be good stewards of your data, that they have employees that have those same values, um, because you do you give when you have an IT provider you, you really give a, you put a lot of faith in in them um, and what you're finding now in our industry is that there's a lot of people that are just salesmen in the IT this this is this business has become somewhat of a commodity so they can go out and they can be a one person or a two person shop and look much much bigger than they are and then farm all of your stuff out to India or farm all of your stuff out to other countries so you really you got to ask them questions about like how many Actual full-time employees? Do you have and where is my data going to be stored? And so, so there's a bunch of questions that you really kind of need to ask. You need to understand what they're actually doing and what kind of companies like for us in general with TechWorks, you know, we're we're basically local regional company. We try to employ our help desk here uh, for the most part. We're not shipping data off to other countries um, because we just feel that that's the right way to take care of people's data um, and. Not everybody does that so it's it's interesting um, you really have to ask some good questions and get to the what 's going on in the back end of any i t provider because it 's so easy to look flashy and put the right buzzwords on a piece of paper and um, even you know have the great latest most beautiful website and then we find that a lot of these when we when we get And we take over a company that had one of these other IT providers out there that it's all smoke and mirrors and they weren't really doing the services that they said. So they should, they should be providing you with. Real, again, transparency, our clients get a dashboard about all of the tickets and everything we're doing and where their stuff is stored and whether or not where backups are working. If they're not giving you that level of transparency, then you really have to question them. Because any of the good IT providers nowadays, and there's a lot of them on Long Island, there's a really a lot of good pro- uh, providers, but there's also a lot of bad ones that they, they're, they're just hiding what's actually going on, which is charging you money and not actually doing the things that they say that they're going to do. And we see that in the town. I mean, that's kind of what happened in the town, too. I got only a minute or two
0: right? left, but I wanted to ask you because I was reading this uh, the other day. I told Chris Coluccio of Tech Um, What do you think about this Starlink versus uh, Optimum or Files right now? Starlink is is the Elon Musk internet service uh, going on here? I mean, what is your opinion well, of this?
1: I ran Starlink. Um, I actually got the RV package, uh, and I you know I used it over at Davis Park at Fire Island uh, for the whole summer. And, and it was fantastic. Um, you know, I don't know that it's a full, um, that you really want to use it as a replacement for cable vision. It's, uh, you know, because although it could, it could be, the speeds are not like the upload speeds are not as good. Um, but it worked, it worked fantastic. I mean, my, the doc was using it. We were all using it over the summer. Um, it's really, it's really nice. Uh, I think it's a great service. I think they did a good job the The problem that you have right now is that it 's hard to get and not every area is covered on the island so uh, in fact, a lot of the areas don 't have coverage or at least they say they don 't have coverage on the island, so um, there 's still a waiting list but you know, as a good backup, if like so, my, so the new router that I just put in my house has the ability to have two internets come into it. So as a backup, if uh, cablevision goes out or you have a storm, you can have something that's up. You know, an antenna that you put out there. Or if you're a business uh, and you can't get a second internet, then these are definitely viable options to keep you up and running. Um, you know, I, like I, for for a house, if you have cablevision or have FiOS, I still use those as my primary. Um, but the RV package, which is allows you to roam around with the device. And then what's nice is also I can turn it off when I'm not using it. Oh, it's a fantastic service.